Thank you for tuning in to the very second edition of the On The Clock Podcast. It is the day before draft day, so by the time you're listening to this, it is probably draft day. So happy draft day to you. And we are just going to mock the entire first round. We'll talk about potential uh, candidates at each pick. So uh, we might as well open up with number one. Uh, The unanimous decision here is obviously going to be Joe Burrow. I don't think there's any other options here for the Bengals. So Joe Burrow is going to go number one. Uh, number two with the Redskins, they're talking about trading down, but like I said in the last episode, I, I just don't see it happening. I think uh, I've heard that their asking price is way too high. Um, I know the Falcons are trying to move up, and they're, they're willing to pay a high price, but um, you don't pass on, a, on an elite prospect like Chase Young. And, um, so I, I just don't think they're going to do it. So Chase Young, number two to the Redskins, uh, and Chase Young is going to go number two no matter who's picking. But we're going to stick with the Redskins here for this one. Um, but if you're looking for trade candidates, it's it's uh, the Falcons are really the only team willing to pay a price would be the Atlanta Falcons uh, moving up. So uh, we'll go Chase Young number two to the Redskins in this one. Um, number three, we've got the, the Detroit Lions. Now they're talking about trading back too now. Interesting enough, the Dolphins are willing to pay uh, that they want to move up, but they don't want to give up their number five. So they want to have picks number three and number five. And number three, they would like to take a tackle. So if we're looking at tackle here for the Dolphins, um, my guess would be Tristan Wirfs or Jedrick, Jedrick Wills. Um, Wills from Alabama, Wirfs from Iowa. Uh, otherwise, if, it, if it's the Detroit Lions picking here, uh, Jeffrey Okuda makes way too much sense. So we're going to give Okuda to the Lions here at number three. Number four, the New York Giants, they've also expressed interest in moving back. I don't know that they're going to be able to find a partner. So we're going to give um, we're going to give the Giants Jedrick Wills here, which will leave the Dolphins here at number five. Now, they're expecting the pick here. I don't expect them to move up unless they, uh, unless they can keep this pick. So if they do move up, let's expect that they get three, five, and they trade. They're, they're next two first-rounders, so we, we expect them to pick here, and here we expect the quarterback to go. Um, I've been saying Justin Herbert, uh, two of his injuries are just too, too questionable, so Justin Herbert's going to go here um, to the Miami Dolphins, number six. This one's really interesting now. I, I, I talked in the last episode about Tua Tagovailoa falling because of his injuries, and I, I really think that is I really think that's going to hurt him a lot. So I don't expect him to go here. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to take Isaiah Simmons. I think that makes way more sense. You're going to be playing against Patrick Mahomes and those guys twice a year. And having Simmons, his versatility, you can pass rush him. You can play him at safety. You can play him at corner if you want. He can match up with stud receivers um, one-on-one if he has to. He, he's got that kind of experience. He's long. He's rangy. He's very athletic, and, and he's very physical as well. So Isaiah Simmons to the Chargers, he's too good of a prospect to pass up, and, and he could play anywhere on the field. So I expect Isaiah Simmons to go here. Now, number seven, this is where it gets interesting. Um, I, I'm going to go with Derek, uh, Derek Brown here. He's the next best player on the board. You've got a new regime here in Carolina with, with Matt Rule and, and everybody that he's brought into the organization, and you build an organization in the trenches. That's what you do. If you, when you win in the, can win in the trenches, you can get a, a great offensive line, and you can get a great defensive line. That's, that's what you build your team around. And, and so you got to go with the best defensive player on the board here, and that's going to be Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Auburn. Derek Brown would be the option here. 
um, for the Cardinals if he's still available. But, you know, I, I can't remember who said it, but they said Cliff Kingsbury was not able to run the type of offense that he wants to run with Kyler Murray. They're not able to move him around as much as they wanted to last year because they don't have the offensive linemen. Uh, they don't have the tackles. So tackles most definitely going to go here if Derek Brown is not on the board. So Tristan Wirfs is the best available tackle, and he's going to be the option uh, here for the, for the Cardinals. Now the Jaguars here, this is an option where, where Tua Tagovailoa could, could go here. Uh, pair him with Gardner Minshew. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but at the same time, they could go with C.J. Henderson. They like their players from Florida. They could go C.D. Lamb potentially. Um, a, a receiver, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, any of those receivers could go here. We're getting real close to receiver row. Um, Javon Kinlaw also makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna, I want to give them an interior defensive lineman. They like to build on the defensive side of the ball. They've proven that in their past years. And, and I really think that, that Javon Kinlaw would go here. And I also think the next best option would, for them would be CJ Henderson. But we're gonna go with Kinlaw. They like to build on the interior defensive line. And, and he's got so much upside. He's very young player. He's one of the younger players in the draft. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars. Moving to pick 10 with the Cleveland Browns. Now, this makes uh, an offensive lineman here makes a lot of sense. Now, they spoke about moving back and getting Ezra Cleveland. I don't I don't buy that, especially when you have a player, players like Mekhi Becton and Andrew Thomas on the board. Now, Andrew Thomas is more of a true tackle. Um, he's played all four years at the tackle position at Georgia. And Mekhi Becton, um, he's very young. He's got a lot of upside, uh, a lot of questions about his work ethic. So I think that's going to make him slide in this draft. Um, if you, if you read any of the articles on the athletic, uh, one of, they, they talked to 18 scouts, they were pulled and a lot of them really said that one, he's a physical freak, but two, his work ethic is a big question. And I think that's going to cause him to slide because there's been a strong movement of, you know, building around the character of the, the people you're bringing in. Makai Becton's football character is in question. I, I really think Andrew Thomas makes a lot of sense here. Uh, for the Cleveland Browns, they definitely need to go tackle and protect Baker Mayfield. So Andrew Thomas, they're at 10 with the Browns. Uh, a tackle also makes a lot of sense here for the New York Jets, picking at 11. Um, but also building around CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, or Jerry Judy. I mean, this is we're in receiver row now. The Jets open up receiver row. I mean, this is where we could start seeing the receivers fly off the board. This is also a potential trade-out option. Uh, the Jets have... Uh, Maybe taking some interest in the in the trading out from this pick, but I I think they gotta protect their franchise quarterback Sam Darnold. He missed games last year with mono, and then his ribs are also in question. So I, I, I as much as you want to take a receiver here because you got the big three playmakers, this is a very deep receiver class. The the tackles are gonna fly off the board here real fast. I think Makai Becton makes the most sense for the New York Jets here, so I'm taking him for the Jets at 11. Looking at the Oakland Raiders pick. Here at 12, it's, it's very obvious. C.D. Lamb is probably the best receiver on the board. Um, he's the best all-round receiver. Great after the catch. He's very physical. Um, very, he's very fast, very quick. He, he can run his routes pretty well. He's not as good of a route runner as Jerry Judy by any means, but C.D. Lamb, um, best all-round receiver in this draft. He's going to go there uh, to Mike Mack and the Raiders at 12. Henry Ruggs here at number 13. There, there's really no question about it. Uh, seeing... It's been said over and over again by multiple people. I mean, they lost to Tyreek Hill in the, in, in the Super Bowl. They can't do that again. They need a player that they can match with him. Henry Ruggs probably has, maybe ha, might have the best hands 
in the draft out of these receivers for sure. So uh, Henry Ruggs here at 13 makes perfect sense for Kyle Shanahan. Now pick number 14, uh, we're starting to run low on tackles. Josh Jones is uh, potentially the next best offensive tackle, so I think they might move back here. Now, because of the offensive tackles are, are sliding sliding away, I, I think that they're not going to pick at this pick. I think they're going to move back. A couple spots, you know, the Falcons might be trying to move up. I don't know that they're going to try to jump the, the Broncos. I don't know that moving up the, that uh, few picks. Now, this is where you can maybe get a team that's interested in Tua to move up because he's still sitting on the board. So uh, I think Tua would be an option here because you let him sit behind Brady for a little bit. I think C.J. Henderson could potentially be an option here. Um, you don't really need a receiver, but Jerry Judy is still sitting on the board. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Caleb on uh, Chase on would make sense on the edge. Um, I, but the name that sticks out here for me is DeAndre Swift. They have not had a really good running back. I mean, since Doug Martin was was a rookie, he made his first two years in the league where he was a he was a solid back. I think DeAndre Swift. You get somebody to um, DeAndre Swift is a running back that can do it all. He can catch. He can run. Uh, by far the most talented back in this draft. You know, a lot of people don't think a running back is going to go in the first round, but the way the tackles have flown off the board at this point, I, I think Josh Jones, it's a little too, too early to get him. Austin Jackson, it's a little too early. Isaiah Wilson, I think it's too early. Um, I really do think DeAndre Swift could be a good option here. But I'm going to give him a tackle instead. You know, the tackles are going to fly off the board. So, I mean, if you want one, you got to take one while while they're available. Okay. If they move back, they're not going to be able to get one. They need to protect Tom Brady. They just invested a crap ton of money in him uh, for the next two years. Josh Jones is the, the next best available on the board. I think it's a little bit of a reach, but it does make a lot of sense, especially since they're in a win-now situation, and they need to protect an aging Tom Brady. So that that makes the most sense there at 14. So let's jump to 15 now with the Denver Broncos on the clock. It is well known that they are very interested in Jerry Judy. They were they expressed interest in moving up and the uh, estimate is that they're wanting to move up to get Jerry Judy so we're going to give them Jerry Judy here at 15 enough said number 16 now it's well known that the Falcons are trying to move up to number two maybe number three um, now my, my assumption is that they want to go up to number two for Chase Young number three for Jeff Okuda um, CJ Henderson he's been a riser as, as this week has gone on so we're going to give them C.J. Henderson. He's, he's uh, a corner. He's not as physical as Okuda, but he has very good ball skills, very rangy. Um, uh, and some even think that he's going to end up being better than Okuda. If they can get him here at 16 without losing any picks in the future, I think that is a huge win for the Falcons tomorrow night. So now we've got the Cowboys at pick 17. Um, a lot of people were... Uh, mocking Xavier McKinney to him, Caleb on Um Even if uh, C.J. Henderson were to fall, this would be a very practical landing spot. So um, I don't expect Henderson to fall. I definitely expect him to go before. I just mocked him to uh, to the Falcons there. Um, Caleb on Chason makes the most sense. They need to be able to pressure the quarterbacks, especially in a, in a, in a division now where you're going to have Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and Dwayne Haskins. Now, none of those quarterbacks, I mean, Wentz is, Wentz is a very talented quarterback, but he's had injury issues. So if you can get after him, you can flush your hand. Dwayne Haskins is very young. He's very inexperienced. You can pressure him and fluster him. You can get after Daniel Jones, fluster him. So if you can get a good pass rush 
Um, and especially if they can get some, anything out of Alden Smith, uh, their, their recent free agent signing, I think that's going to give them a huge leg up there in their division. If they can, uh, that's going to help the secondary. Their secondary needs a lot of help, of course, since uh, corner is, is also a position in need for the Cowboys. Uh, so we're going to give them Caleb on Jason here in this pick. Now the Dolphins are back on the board at, uh, here at 18. They've got their quarterback. They've got uh, Justin Herbert already. So now what else do they need? DeAndre Swift makes a lot of sense here. But you got to grab a tackle while they're available. The next best tackle is Isaiah Wilson or Austin Jackson. Um, I think Austin Jackson, he's going to go earlier than his talent necessarily would, would uh, justify. But he's a really, really good person. Um, obviously, the story is well known where he gave his bone marrow to his sister. So um, you're, you're not going to lose out on drafting a, a, an incredible person with a lot of upside. But I, I think you've got to go. I think Isaiah Wilson here. So I'm going to give Isaiah Wilson here to the Miami Dolphins. They're at 18. Uh, 19, the Raiders are back up. Now, it, it's pretty well known that Mike Mayock likes to shop at Clemson for, for his players. Uh, but Jalen Johnson is the best corner on the board. I think they, they definitely need to go corner, maybe interior defensive line. Um, but just looking at the big board here, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, Neville Gallimore might be the next best interior, def- interior defensive lineman. Marlon Davidson might be the uh, after that. Ross Blacklock, he's been flying up the boards, but I think 19 might be a little too early for him. So we, we need to go at the corner position here, and, and I think – I think A.J. Terrell is, is probably the best prospect here. So we're going to give them A.J. Terrell, maybe Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney. It might be a little early, and same with Christian Fulton. Um, a lot of these corners are interchangeable depending on who you're talking to. So uh, I'm going to go with Mike Max's uh, infatuation with Clemson. So we're going to go A.J. Terrell here at 19. The Jaguars picking here at 20 is, is very, very intriguing. Um, Tua is definitely still sitting here on the board. Um, so is Xavier McKinley, um, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Swift. We know they're, uh, they might lose Leonard Fournette. They're probably going to trade him away during the draft to get some extra picks. Jeff Gladney is on the board. Uh, Jalen Johnson as well. Ezra Cleveland, the tackle. Denzel Mims, if you're looking for another receiver. Uh, Austin Jackson, another tackle. Ayuk, Cesar Ruiz, if they need a center. Uh, Christian Fulton. Uh, and I definitely think it's a little early for Jalen Rager. Uh, Tua is definitely the most, uh, probably the one you got to keep your eyes on here. But they need help on their defense. They believe they got their franchise quarterback. So I'm going to go with corner. I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson. I think that makes uh, the most sense here. Uh, trading away Jalen Ramsey, that definitely hurt their secondary. Jalen Johnson is uh, coming into this, uh, coming into the season. He was the number one corner in this draft. Obviously, that changed. As the season went on, uh, he's, he's an extremely talented player. I'm going to give them Jalen Johnson here at 20, and the Eagles are on the board at 21. It is well known that they need a receiver. The best receiver on the board is Justin Jefferson. I, I think they, that's going to be too hard for them to pass up. So we're going to give the Eagles Justin Jefferson. If, if you're looking for another receiver, maybe Ayuk or um, Jalen Rager potentially or Denzel Mims, but uh, Justin Jefferson is a stud. He had a great season there with Joe Burrow at LSU. So we're going to give Justin Jefferson to the Eagles at 21. And another receiver could go off the board here at 22. Uh, but they also need a corner. They need some edge rushers. I, I think it's a little uh, 
early at this point. Maybe your Turgros Matos, if they they really want a pass rusher, I think he's going to go there here later in the first round. Trading Stephon Diggs, he was a hothead there. I, they didn't want him. They didn't want him around anymore. He was an incredible route runner. They can, they're going to need somebody who's got some speed, who's a very explosive player, just like Stephon Diggs, and I think they're going to get the cheaper version of him with Denzel Mims. I'm going to give Denzel Mims to the Vikings here at 22. I think your term, gross mottos could go here, but I, I think Denzel Mims is the way to go. So we're going to go with Denzel Mims here at 22. The Patriots are sitting on the board at 22, 23. Obviously, Tua Tagovailoa is sitting there on the board still. Now listen, Michael Lombardi, he worked with the Patriots for a long time, a, a uh, he worked with Bill Belichick as well, and he talked about their grading system. But he said on their grading system, Tua Tagovailoa would be sitting at a 62. You don't take a player rated at 62 in the first round, no matter what. Tua Tagovailoa makes a lot of sense here. Um, I think that he might be the exception, exception here, but sitting here, they've got a lot of other needs. I think Yaturikos Matos and maybe even AJ Epinesa. If Epinesa goes in the first round, it's going to be here in Seattle. Um, but I think Gross Matos, he's a very, he's a very good player. He's over, his story is incredible. You need to look it up. Uh, we're going to go with Gross Matos here at 23 for the Patriots. And this is most definitely the best destination for Tua Tagovailoa. I know the Saints are going to try to be all in, but you're not expecting, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback that could have rivaled Joe Burrow at number one to be sitting here at 24, um, You've got Drew Brees. He's got a year, maybe two left. Tua sitting here and number three makes a ton of sense. So I'm going to give the New Orleans Saints Tua Tagovailoa because you don't pass on a franchise quarterback. Now, you're probably saying, I know they've got Taysom Hill back there. They believe in him. They do believe in him, but you don't pass on a franchise quarterback, especially when he was could have potentially gone number one. He's sitting here at 24. We're going to give Tua to the Saints. Now, the Minnesota Vikings are back on the board again at 25. You've still got Xavier McKinney on the board. You've got uh, corner Jeff Gladney sitting on the board. Corner is in need, and I think this is the landing spot for Christian Fulton. It makes a lot of sense here. They, they lost Trey Waynes during free agency. Christian Fulton's going to be able to come in and, and fill that void uh, for the Vikings. So now we're going to jump to 26 with the Dolphins up again. Now, we've talked about them potentially taking DeAndre Swift uh, way back. This makes a lot of sense for him to go. I, I don't really see any other option for them outside of maybe receiver. I think receiver would also make a lot of sense here. But looking at the receivers that are on the board, you're going to be able to have them in the second round. And early in the second round, we're going to start to see the running backs go. So DeAndre Swift going to the Miami Dolphins here at 26 makes perfect sense for me. Uh, now with the... The Seattle Seahawks on the board here at 27. They need an edge rusher. They need offensive line. They need offensive tackle. They're going to have to take offensive tackle while it's available. I know we we mentioned AJ Epinesa going, uh, but Austin Jackson is still sitting here. So is Ezra Cleveland, and I'm going to take Ezra Cleveland because uh, obviously Austin Jackson played last year, but the year before that he donated his bone there. I, I think that's going to hold him back. And Austin Jackson, as much as talented as he is, uh, people are saying that he could probably go early, earlier in this draft than he should. Just the way this is playing out right now, Ezra Cleveland sitting here on the board here at 30, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens sitting here <laughs> at 28. There's a lot of talent still on the board. 
They need a linebacker. They need the interior offensive line, and they could probably use a receiver, another edge rusher probably. Uh, but sitting here, Patrick Queen is still available. I think that makes perfect sense for the for the Baltimore Ravens here at 28-29. The Tennessee Titans are on the board. AJ Epinesa makes a lot of sense here as well. But I think this is the landing spot for Austin Jackson. They lose Jack Conklin to the Jets, um, which leaves a big gap. Uh, you, get, you just paid Brian Tannehill, so you got to protect him. I think Austin Jackson makes perfect sense here for the Tennessee Titans. Sitting here at 30, uh, Jordan Love is still on the board. Uh, I'm not sure if the Packers are in win-now mode, but they're going to need to draft a receiver. And, and I think a, a huge, huge steal right now would be Brandon Ayuk. And as much as Jordan Love makes a lot of sense, you know, they got a plan for Aaron Rodgers somehow. Aaron Rodgers still has probably four years left on him. You're not going to make Jordan Love sit behind him for that long. You're not going to kick Aaron Rodgers out your door. I think Brandon Ayuk, they need to get somebody to for Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball to. Ayuk makes perfect sense here. Um, pick 30 for the Packers. Pick 31, Xavier McKinney is one of the best players on the board. Jeff Gladney, they could use a corner. Interior offensive line, you're I mean, they don't have very many picks. I don't think that the 49ers are going to pick here. I think they're going to move back because they need uh, their next pick after this one is not until the fifth round. I don't expect them to pick here at all. This is a perfect trade spot for anyone trying to get Jordan Love, uh, potentially the Colts, uh, potentially maybe Chicago. I, I think Chicago could be a sleeper uh, trying to move up and get the quarterback. Um, Kenneth Murray is still on the board. They, they're, they've got Quan Alexander sitting there on the board. Um, like I said, I, I really don't expect the 49ers to pick here, but McKinney is the best player on the board. He's going to go here to the, to the 49ers. Uh, pick 32, I, I think the, the Chiefs could trade back as well or potentially move all the way up uh, and be all in right now for Patrick Mahomes. But uh, just as easily as they could do that, they could stay here. I think um, they need a corner. They need offensive line, uh, running back. Uh, this would be a decent spot to take a running back because he's not going to be a, uh, like Jonathan Taylor is not going to be available at their next pick. Clyde Edwards Alaire is not going to be available with their second round pick. Um, so landing spots with the Chiefs here. Jeff Gladney makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you want Jordan Love, a guy that a lot of people compare to Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's still available in this scenario. Uh, uh although I expect some of the trade up for him. Um, Grant Delpit, a safety, is sitting here. Uh, a lot of people think he could potentially go mid-second round. He wouldn't be available at their next pick. But the 32nd pick is a really, really challenging pick. Jeremy Chin is also available. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair, like I said. LaVisca Chenault could, could go here. I mean, why not give Patrick Mahomes more weapons? T. Higgins is available. Um The, the thing with the Chaser is that they're such a loaded team that they have so many opportunities uh, that they could take anybody. Cesar Ruiz would be the best interior offensive lineman here. Um, but we got to go with someone who can take a lot of pressure off Patrick Mahomes. And, and Jonathan Taylor is probably the favorite to go if they're going to take a running back. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the sleeper pick here. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's really good out of the backfield. Jonathan Taylor had issues as well as fumbling issues. Uh, and, and he's not really good in pass pro. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a very well-rounded back, and I, I think he could go here to the Chiefs, be a major weapon for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. That is the end of our first-round mock draft, and uh, um, there are so many ways that this could pan out. I, I went through each pick, talked about the options at all those picks. 
this is going to be an extremely fun draft because really after the first and second pick, we don't know what's going to happen. The draft starts at number three. They've been saying that for a while. I'm going to reiterate that for those guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. There are so many trade opportunities. We don't know how that's going to pan out, especially with the, with the Zoom and uh, whether the technology is going to fail. This is going to be a draft that we remember for a long time, and there are so many ways that we might remember it. You've got to tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, we'll be back after the draft on Friday with a review of the first round and a preview of the second round. What could we see? Um, there's going to be a lot of reaction to the first round of the draft. Make sure you tune in. Thank you for tuning into the second episode of the On the Clock podcast. My name is Reese Decker signing off, and we'll see you on Friday.